Welcome to Ayurveda 101 with Mappy, easy Ayurveda for today's complex world. We're here to help you navigate the ancient science of Ayurveda, India's natural wellness system, so you can feel your healthiest, happiest, and most empowered every single day. We're hosted by Maharishi Ayurveda, America's first and oldest Ayurveda company. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, so always check with your doctor before starting a new regimen. Let's get started. Well, hi there. Thanks for tuning in to episode number three of Ayurveda 101 with Mappy. I'm Sean Diddy. I'm your host today. And, you know, I'm a lifestyles researcher, and that means that I'm a certified personal trainer and health coach, but I'm also a PhD candidate at MIU. That's Maharishi International University. So I literally study wellness and ways to solve day-to-day problems to make life easier. And so um, I'm happy to join Mappy, and <laughs> that rhymed, happy to join Mappy uh, and you for this podcast series. Now, in the last episode, we talked about food sensitivities with Ayurvedic clinician, lecturer, and health coach Shankari Wegman, PhD candidate. She's also an all-around awesome person, so we are so glad to get to chat with her again today. Um, in fact, I happen to know her household includes both humans and pets, so she has a great information from all sides for us. So let's continue on in our allergen series. Uh, Hey, Shankari, how many kids and pets are in your household? Hey, Sean, it's great to be back with you. And we have two children and just one pet, a little dog. And his name is Fred. So, Shankar, you totally get it, from dust to dander to all the other things that happen in a real household. Uh, Okay, dear podcast listener, are you the kind of person who starts sneezing when you even look at a cat or dog? Or uh, maybe you're sensitive to things like house dust? Or maybe you just love or live with one of these sensitive people? Well, I have seasonal allergies. Um, My daughter is sensitive to cats, and she's had one her whole life. Uh, So we get it. And year-round sensitivities to airborne irritants can really get you down. I mean, literally, 12 months out of the year. So we're going to talk today about some potential solutions. If you have a serious allergy to airborne triggers, you obviously want to take your doctor's recommendation for medications to control that. But in addition to that, um, there are some Ayurvedic strategies that can help you build your resistance over time. Uh, Shankari, you know a lot about this. So uh, will you tell us a little bit about the Ayurvedic strategies? That's a great point. So first things first, one of the easiest things that you can do from both an Ayurvedic and Western medical standpoint perspective is to dustproof your home. And so just keeping up on with your weekly cleaning is really important and having a pet um, I know how pet hair can get into every single corner of the house so lots of opportunities for me with a weekly cleaning Um, and also storing dust collectors like books and knickknacks and bookshelves with glass doors is really helpful Uh, maybe investing in an air purifier with the HEPA filter many vacuum cleaners these days come with with some of these so this is just some simple ideas Um, and along with this hardwood floor are better than carpets, which can collect dust. Electric heating might be better than forced air, which can circulate dust. So these are just some ideas. But from the perspective of Ayurveda, that's not the dust and the pet dander itself that are the culprit because they're pretty harmless to the rest of us. It just goes back to digestion and immunity. 
Yeah, and we went over digestion and immunity in episodes one and two. So if you haven't heard those or you want to hear them again, feel free to go back and listen to those. And we also hope you'll subscribe and follow the Ayurveda 101 podcast because we're going to dive deeper into those topics in future episodes. So Shankari, um, we do talk a lot about the role of diet in Ayurveda. How does that factor in here? So yes, um, digestion is such an important pillar in Ayurveda to maintain overall balance. And there's that digestive process proverb that we mentioned last week, which goes, Roga Sarvepi Mandagno, which is translated as the root cause of imbalance lies in poor digestion. So digestion is really that power to metabolize and transform the energy and the nutrients of the foods that we're eating into our physiology. So when the digestive fire is strong, then the end product is ojus. And ojus is a product that is at the end stage of digestion, which is that which supports our immunity. And if digestion is weak, then it can create AMA, which is spelled A-M-A. And AMA is kind of the opposite of ojas. Uh, AMA, we can understand as impurities from poor or sluggish digestion that can clog the channels, and that then circulates in the physiology. So we mentioned last time that there are these three doshas. Uh, they're known as vata, pitta, and kapha. And a very easy way to understand this word dosha is that it's governing something. It's governing some some principle in the physiology. So vata dosha governs movement, pitta dosha governs metabolism, and kapha dosha governs structure. We all have all three doshas, but sometimes it can go out of balance. So in terms of allergies, if vata is out of balance, then we can notice some lightness, uh, we can notice some dryness in our nasal passages. With pitta, when pitta is out of balance, we can notice um, some kind of inflammation tendency. And when kapha is out of balance, this can create that heavy kind of mucus congestion. We might even notice sometimes that our allergies are worse when we're eating certain kinds of foods, such as ice cream or cheese or junk foods. These foods are a little bit heavy to digest, and they can aggravate allergies. Cold foods are also something that can be linked to congestion because these can constrict the airways. And also cold foods can slow the digestive fire. It's a little heavy to digest. So that's why Ayurveda recommends warm foods and drinks, freshly cooked organic foods, everything to help that digestive fire and not put it out with foods that are heavy or cold. And it might seem a little bit overwhelming to, you know, cook warm foods all the time. So some simple things that we can do to make life easier is to have kitchen tools like rice cookers or pressure cookers, crock pots, instapots, things like that, all with stainless steel pots. And it makes life so much easier. It also makes meal planning easier. Um, and also, you know, just to stay hydrated, like we mentioned last time, is so important because research has shown a link between dehydration and the histamine response. So just being dehydrated can can increase the histamine response. So in these simple ways, we can really maintain a strong digestive fire and kind of minimize that, um, that response to allergies. And when you mention warm foods, um, you recommend not using the microwave, right? Yes, exactly. I bet there might be an entire future episode focusing just on the doshas, hint, hint, so stay with the podcast. Um, and you can also take a dosha quiz if you go to mappy.com, so M-A-P-I.com slash blog, and there's a link at the top of the page. Um, also, if you're looking for recipes, you can find those at mappy.com slash blog, and then just go under 
Ayurvedic meal planning. So there are some great ideas there. And Shankari, along the same lines, can we talk a little bit about some of the different Ayurvedic practices that people might use to help ease discomfort? Yeah, it's such a great question. Um, one thing that, that we can do at home that is a very simple Ayurvedic practice is something called nasya. It's spelled N-A-S-Y-A, and it's a simple application of oil to the nose. So if there's ever any kind of dryness that's experienced in the nasal passages, this simple procedure is something that Ayurveda recommends. And the nose is, you know, just the first line of defense against germs, and it has, you know, it just has all these mucous membranes. And that's what helps with fighting microbes and bacteria. Ayurveda also recognizes that the nose is a doorway to the brain. So doing this procedure called nasya, it helps strengthen the body's natural defenses as well as settling the mind. And it's just very nourishing for the whole physiology. Mappy has a wonderful Ayurvedic herbal oil called Clear and Soothe Spray, which is an herbal oil that nourishes the sinuses and it also supports the natural natural resistance to any kind of dust or smoke, pollen, any kind of dry air also. It's one of my favorite um, herbs, and I, I absolutely recommend this. It really helps just kind of immediately relieve any, any symptoms of dryness um, from the nasal passages. And it works from the inside out to boost your immunity, promote a healthy response, um, and that mist that it offers the sinuses just keeps that whole area well moisturized. And two ingredients that are within this spray. Uh, one of them is organic sesame oil and the other one is organic bala. So organic sesame oil is really very, very helpful for moisturizing that whole area and it's wonderful for helping balance vata dosha and it also has antioxidant properties. And the second herb that I mentioned, which is organic bala, is, uh, is, a, is an herb that also helps to promote sinus comfort, and it's really renowned for its balancing effect for the whole physiology. So this product is really lovely because it's packaged in such a way that it's very easy to use and it just immediately soothes those dry sinus passages. Now you mentioned packaging and I just want to make sure I get it and all of us at home listening get it. So you're saying um, if we go to mappy.com we can actually find, and I think it's called Dust and Dander Sensitivity Trio, right? So that's what you mean by packaging? There's a there's a package for us? Yes. So by packaging, I mean that that clear and soothe spray is beautifully packaged, but it's also part of that package that you mentioned, which is the dust and dander sensitivity trio. So it makes up one aspect of that. And two other herbs in this package are um, aller defense and bioimmune. So these are really beautiful herbal supplements that help to support the body's natural immunity by eliminating any kind of toxins and promoting a healthy response to harmless irritants. And bioimmune is an all-natural immunity booster. It just supports the respiratory system. It supports that mind-body communication and also detoxification. And some of the herbs that you might recognize that are in these supplements, uh, one is ashwagandha, which is an all-star Ayurvedic adaptogen. And it means that it basically helps your body um, under any kind 
kind of stress that the body might be under. And holy basil, which we mentioned in a previous episode, which is known as tulsi, helps to promote a healthy respiratory system. And it also helps to balance any kind of mucus. Um, And then turmeric, which we had talked about before also, it's called uh, the golden spice. It balances the immune system and it has a wide range of beneficial properties, including being anti-inflammatory. So these are just some beautiful products that kind of come together that can help with any kind of that sensitivity to dust and dander. Oh, this sounds great. And remember, this is not a replacement for medical advice from your doctor. So if you have any specific questions about your health or questions about using any of these products in regard to your specific situation, just check with your doctor. Now, one thing we haven't talked about so far in this series is lifestyle factors, like say how much exercise you're getting. All right. Uh, I exercise mostly because I want to. Ha ha, Shankari. But does this have (laughs) an impact on uh, maybe the, the effect of allergens? Yeah, this is such a great point that you bring up. Um, Exercise is so important because it naturally increases circulation and metabolism. But it's also very important to check with your primary care physician because there is something that's known as exercise-induced allergic reaction, which can occur during or after exercise that can, that can trigger or worsen certain allergies. So it's always important to take allergies seriously, like you mentioned, Sean, and, and really you know discuss with your primary care physician these different kinds of exercises or changes to your diet, for example. But simple exercises are helpful. You know, such as a daily morning walk, getting that energy of the rising sun. Uh, There's a great importance that's placed on the value of a morning walk in Ayurveda. And some of the benefits of this morning walk is that it can give a boost to your energy levels. It can improve your emotional state. You can reduce any kind of stress or anxiety, fatigue, things like that. It can also strengthen your mental clarity. A recent study found that um, adults who began their day with a morning walk had improved cognitive functions, such as memory. So again, this is just a very simple, light, you know, 20-minute morning walk. Very, very beneficial. Another example is yogasanas. So yoga, you know, it's not a, a replacement for exercise or not really considered as exercise, But this word yoga, it comes from the Sanskrit word union. And so when we're doing yoga, there's really this union of mind and body. Um, And this word asanas comes from the Sanskrit word seat. So when we're doing these yoga asanas, these are different kind of postures that allow us to be seated in that union of our mind and body. And so performing yoga asanas is a way that is very, very self-referral. It gives us our, you know, it gives our whole body benefits. And in terms of our respiratory health, it's also very strengthening for our lungs. So these are just some simple ways that we can help with circulation. We can help with natural immunity and this kind of coming back home to ourselves. And Shankari, I know you practice and teach yoga, and there are several different types of yoga, including Maharishi asanas, which uh, you teach. And now, are there any specific postures that might have benefits for congestion? 
Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, so I, I practice Marshiogasanas, and Marshiogasanas is a specific set of asanas. It's a specific sequence. Um, there are specific poses, you know, such as cobra or bridge or, you know, shoulder stands that are beneficial, you know, for supporting respiratory health for sure. But again, you know, two important things. One, always check with your primary care physician before starting any kind of yoga practice. You just want to make sure that there's that green light given. Um, and the second point is that in Marshiogasanas, we, you know, we kind of flow through all of the asanas. So it's the sequence that's building strength for the whole physiology. And different poses do strengthen different parts, but it's the fact that they're all strengthening the whole. Um, and so some other simple things that are also recommended are breathing exercises. This is known as pranayama. And in Marshiogasanas, we recommend to do sukha pranayama. Sukh means comfortable and pranayama is a breathing exercise. So it literally means a comfortable breathing exercise. And it's very simple. You can do it, you know, for four to five minutes um, after your yoga practice. And it's a beautiful way just to dive into your meditation practice. Um, but these are just different ways just to strengthen the whole body as well as every single system of the physiology. Uh, great tips. And and for me, breathing is my stress go-to, um, especially pranayama. You know, when things get really hectic and people tell you just breathe, I know that it feels annoying when you're in the heat of the moment, um, <laughs> but science actually gives us evidence that says that literally just breathing, especially breathing in specific ways like pranayama, actually works to lower stress. And you can probably tell by like my voice versus Shankri's well-balanced, lovely voice is I am a type A person, um, really... <laughs> working on, um, you know, learning Ayurveda and, and coming down. So Ayurveda, uh, Shankari, as we look at stress levels, does that play into all of this? Yes, absolutely. And stress management is another big part of allergen management. When we are stressed out, among other chemicals that the body releases, um, the, the body releases histamine, which can lead to allergy symptoms. So stress can exacerbate the allergic response by increasing the production of histamines in the blood and circulation. So meditation is really a wonderful thing to do for our health from the standpoint of Ayurveda because it allows us to be seated in ourselves. So yeah, it's, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Sean. I'm just going to jump in here because I'm actually um, completing a study right now on the effects of meditation on stress and emotional intelligence in female leaders. And, and my focus is transcendental meditation. Um, so Shankari, we could probably talk about TM here. I know there are lots of forms of meditation out there and, and whatever you practice, that is just fine with us. But Shankari, how about TM as far as uh, what we're talking about today? You know, Sean, I'm so glad that you brought those points out. And I would love to sit with you and, you know, talk about the study and the research that you're doing. Um, Transital meditation, like you mentioned, is highly recommended technique of Marsha Ayurveda as we share the same founder, Marshi Mahesh Yogi. And during the practice of TM, the mind effortlessly settles into a deep state of deep silence or pure consciousness. And because of this connection between our mind and body, when our mind transcends this field of activity, 
our body also becomes very relaxed. And this is something that modern research has also shown, this relaxation and this connection of the mind and body. And there have been so many studies that have been done on TM. In fact, there have been over 500 studies that have documented so many different benefits of TM, including lowering anxiety, depression, hospitalizations, lowering blood pressure. And in fact, this is maybe one of my favorite policy changes to come from the research on transcendental meditation, and it's from the American Heart Association. Almost eight years ago, the AHA, or American Heart Association, released a statement saying that transcendental meditation, uh, that this technique is the only meditation practice that's been shown to lower blood pressure. And research shows that along with lowering blood pressure, Transal meditation also lowered or reduced rates of heart attack and stroke that's associated with blood pressure. So lowering blood pressure really shows how effective transcendental meditation is in lowering the stress response. So if we're managing stress, we're also managing the allergen response. And so in this way, it's a very effective way to also help fight allergies. And if you think of it, it's kind of funny to say fight allergies by just being relaxed. Um, so that just shows you how effortless this technique is. I love the word effortless. And uh, if you want to learn more about TM, you can just go to tm.org. Lots of information there. And, you know, we've been speaking about stress, and I was telling you I'm, I'm doing a study in regard to stress. Uh, and one of the things that I keep running across as well is sleep. So would sleep kind of factor into the big picture here? Yeah, so it's, a, it's such a great point, Sean. You know, sleep is so important. And sleep is also another important pillar from Ayurveda for overall immunity and balance. And there's two factors why we might not have a good night's sleep and how this is stressful for the body. Uh, for those who have allergies, they might not be able to sleep because of the discomfort. And in general, you know, there might be some other reasons that we might not be able to sleep. So I'd like to address both of them. So in general, what Ayurveda recommends uh, to have a good night's sleep is to start by turning everything down, you know, by unplugging around 8.30 p.m. We really want to start settling the, the physiology down. Um, and Ayurveda recommends to go to bed by 9.30 p.m. And this is because this is when kapha time is, is active. So kapha is more predominant from 6 to 10 p.m. And kapha, if you remember, has more of that earth element, so it's it's a bit more heavy. And those are the qualities we want in our sleep, that heaviness. And so when we start to settle the physiology, you know, start to dim the lights, this kind of reminds our body, oh yes, you know, it's time to go to sleep. And so this is something that's that's very important. Just dimming the lights you can have relaxing aromas like lavender, for example, and even a foot massage, you know, just with one or two drops of oil on the bottom of the foot is very relaxing. Um, you know, some other things that we can do for a good night's sleep, even, you know, having a little bath, a little soak with some Epsom salts or some, um, you know, beautiful Himalayan salts that Moppy has, you know, it's just very easy to kind of soothe the whole physiology. And for the, 
those who are not able to fall asleep because of allergies, some helpful hints are just to elevate the head while sleeping, you know, maybe propping up the head with some pillows or even propping up the mattress so that we elevate the head. This really helps with kind of congestion and just promotes just that natural drainage. And it's also helpful to have aromas like eucalyptus. This is also very helpful for breathing. Um, even a steam inhalation uh, is something that we can do a couple times during the day and even before, you know, maybe sometime in the evening. And some other things just to kind of put our attention on are the foods that we're eating, just to avoid any kind of congestive foods, you know, such as ice cream, cheese, any kind of cold foods, uh, you know, breads, bananas, things like that. And also just to avoid having a heavy dinner kind of close to bedtime. So we want to have dinner a little bit earlier, maybe between 6.30 to 7.30. So there's a bit of a gap before we go to bed. Otherwise, that heavy kind of foods is something that's sitting in our physiology as we're going to sleep. And so in this way, it's not beneficial for digestion. Um, so rather have warm soups or lighter dinners and maybe a little bit earlier. All of these things will really help to strengthen you know, our digestion, and it'll help an overall immune response. So I hope some of these little tips are helpful uh, just to bring some relief in this way. Oh, I love it. And I, in one of my past lives a couple of years ago, gosh, a decade, two decades, I was a, a singer and I lived in Nashville. So um, lots of the things that you mentioned have come to me from, you know, voice experts. So this is really great information. But one thing I do want to bring us back to is you mentioned turning things off by 830, winding down by 930. If somebody has a different schedule than that, what should they do? Just do their best? Sean, I'm so happy that you bring this up. Yes, we always just do our best and, you know, we just do little things. And so, um, you know, if, if there's a different schedule, we just do the best that we can. And then we just focus on all the other areas that we mentioned with diet or, you know, with, with our exercise, you know, things like that. So we always just do the best we can. And any little change that we make is helping the whole physiology. So even one little thing is bringing balance to the whole physiology. Oh, thanks, Shankari. We have covered so many things, and I know there's more to cover. So please join us for the next episode, which is the last in this series on allergen management. We will have the pleasure of talking with Shankari again, um, and that episode will actually be on long-term strategies for building immunity and strengthening your digestion so you can build your resistance to allergens of any kind. Now, for more information, just go to mappy.com, that's M-A-P-I.com, slash allergen wellness hub and you'll find all kinds of great information as well as links to some of the products that we talked about and we'll also cover other topics in this mappy ayurveda 101 podcast so you know take a look around the mappy website and please subscribe to this podcast and tune in for our next episode because that's going to be part four of this series we will see you soon this episode of Ayurveda 101 was produced by Mappy in partnership with HeadQuest Productions and She Did It Productions. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.